JB's Driving Podcast. Hi. Hi. Paul over there. Jimmy as always. And this is the... Yeah, Paul as always. When Paul, the fuck haven't I been here? I don't know. You gotta, well, I'm here every fucking time. You are the partner in this. So. Uh, the, the, uh, the partner in all this. This is Peter Cetera of Chicago. I am such simplistic lyrics, right? Yeah. You know. So, um, but okay. So, before we get into this week, <laughs> let let's discuss this song in particular. Right, Which song is is better, this one or the Robin Hood shitstorm? What was the Robin Hood one called? Brian Adams. The Brian Adams song. Um. Oh, what is that? What, what is that song? Which one did you prefer? I don't know. I can man. guarantee you I preferred this one, and I'll tell you why. Why? You didn't have a fucking choice. If you were alive in 1987, <laughs> and you, you know, if you had MTV in 1987, which mm-hmm. I don't know if I did or not at this mm-hmm. at that point in time, mm-hmm. but it didn't matter. Over the summer of 1987, oh, Jesus, yeah, this is it. <laughs> I fucking hate this song. The video, the video for it, like the music video, is like all black and white. It's of a stadium, one of his stadium tours. Uh, what this? Of this song or the Peter Cetera song? This song. This song is just staying in the no, 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 no. The original MTV music video was cuts from the movie. You're right. It was. You're right. You're right. And so was. The Peter's Terror song. It was all cuts from the movie and and like the big climax, of course, with the the uh, the tsunami or whatever the fuck it hurricane yeah. that they have at the end. That was kind of like it. That was a big deal in the video. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I hated this fucking song. I hated this movie. I hated the song. Weirdly enough, before we just before we, I sat down to watch. Karate Kid Part 2, which is our movie for the week. Mm-hmm. Kill this fucking thing. <laughs> I'd rather listen to the goddamn Cetera song. Uh, I, I just, uh, you know, also need to throw it out there. I'm a huge fucking Chicago fan. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, you can't, I mean, Chicago's a fantastic band. It's, it's, it's bizarre. My, my eclectic taste in music is so goddamn bizarre, and I've passed it on to my kids. It's well, not even funny. Well, that's good, though. That's, that's good. To me, that's, I was listening to, today I was listening to Tupac Shakur. Yeah. And actually, I listened to some Chicago just because we were doing this, and I was just listening I, to all the... I mean, Chicago's a great freaking band. I literally listened to America's Greatest Hits, then uh, the Insane Clown Posse, Terror Wheel, and then followed that up with... Um, uh, uh, shit. Uh, God damn it, I can't think of the name of the band. Um... Uh, fuck! It'll come back to me in a minute because it always does. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it, it's like a, a an '80s, like almost like Pixies. You remember the Pixies? Yes. It was so. Yeah, it's sort yes, of like the Pixies, yeah. but it's not the Pixies. I can't fucking think of the name of the goddamn band. I can't believe I fucking forgot the name of this goddamn band. Right. <sighs> anyway, so um, 
you know, it's just a weird mix of, of music that I listen to on a goddamn mm-hmm. daily basis. And my kids just, you know, they've they've added on to mine. I mean, they love the craziest shit, too. So it, 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 it all works out. But anyway, um, getting back to this music, which, by the way, Academy Award winning music for best mu- best song. Was it? Yes. I had no idea. Yes, and it was also the number one song in the country, basically throughout the entire summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the you know it it la- I don't know how many weeks it was on. It was number one, mm-hmm. but it was up there for quite a while. And like I said, you couldn't turn on MTV without this song coming on at least once. Glory of Love. Once every two hours. I like this song. Glory of Love. Yeah, I actually like it too. It's. Yeah. I'm not as much of a fan of. Peter Cetera away from Chicago, and honestly, Peter Cetera's Chicago was not my favorite Chicago, mm-hmm. but I still like his music. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was definitely a lot more um, uh, uh, synthesizer oriented. They got away from the big band sound that they had in the seventies, mm-hmm. and they went into much more of a synthesized like the sound. They to wanted it more the eighties band. Yeah. Um, and that most from what I've I've watched the uh, Chicago uh, documentary that was on Netflix a couple months ago, mm. and they said that um, most of that was Peter Cetera pushing that, and then on top of that, Peter Cetera wanted like ownership of all the songs and well, all this yeah. other I mean, craziness. It's obvious because he went on his own. He wanted to that. fucking yeah. own the name Chicago, which had been a band for ten years before he even joined. It's ridiculous. Um, you know, which of course original name Chicago Transit Authority. Mm-hmm. In case anybody knows, they were sued by the city of Chicago, Chicago. F- because of the name. But um, anyway, so yeah, uh, I- I'm actually a fan of that song. Uh, I was before we, like I said, we sat down and we talked about the movies, mm-hmm. and I believe that our our consensus before we sat down to watch it was we both seemed to remember liking Karate Kid Part Two <laughs> and disliking <laughs> Karate Kid Part Three. Well, there are two very different movies. They definitely are. Two, like you want to the opposite ends of the scope for a movie. Well. In a way, yeah. They, they, they are two different movies. Way two different movies. And and it's, it, you know, of course, that we're doing Karate Kid Part 2 this week and Karate Kid Part 3 next, next week. week. Yes. So it, it, it's our, just it, kind of interesting that we sat down, and I think that at the end of our conversation tonight, I think perhaps we will have a differing opinion. <laughs> because uh, I got to be honest with you. I sat down and watched these two, and I think because my my uh, my I, my anticipation for part three was so low that I I actually enjoyed it, and part two I guess I had built up in my mind, and I and I was the expectations were just like, just holy destroyed. fuck, what is this mess? Uh, so then, we're we're gonna get into it in a minute, but uh, you know I I think that even though we we kind of have decided with the new format format that yeah. we're not going to get into as much of the politics and, and yeah. all that shit. Yeah. I don't think that we can skip the insurrection, <laughs> insurrection. of DC. <laughs> I, I don't know that we can. Um, I think everybody and their brother who has a podcast has had to touch on it, touch regardless on, yeah. of what that podcast was about. Yeah. Um, this is uh, obviously January of 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, on January 6th, I believe it was, January 6th. they were going to count the ballots uh, or count the electors 
and uh, verify that Biden had won the election. Uh-huh. Uh, Trump had given a speech. Had a who, speech. Who basically said, you know, uh, you know, he felt that he won uh-huh. and that they were cheated. Yes. And that they should peacefully march well, on the Capitol. Peacefully Capitol. march. He used those specific words. Yes. Specifically said peacefully march on the Capitol. Now, at the time this was going on, there was apparently another group there already pushing through the barricades. His speech ended like in one twenty, and at twenty and twelve forty, they were already pushing through the barricades. Yeah, but that, but that, you know, that's that's, that's you facts. Know. We don't want facts. <laughs> we want narrative. Okay, come on. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> Sorry. It doesn't matter. The you know the fact that they were already you know there was already a group of people there. There's plenty. You know, I do know that there's a lot of bullshit going online where like the guy with the Everybody's seen the picture of the the fucking guy with the elk hat on or whatever the hell oh, it was. Oh yeah, yeah. He Quite he's not a he's not a uh, Trump guy. Well, he's not a Trump guy, but he's not a um a climate activist or something. No, no, he's just a fucking lunatic. Well, he's a lunatic. Well, yeah, he's uh, a goddamn above lunatic. Above Anybody who shows up not, dressed in wolfskin and stuff is a lunatic. He's not a Trump. He, I mean, he's probably closer to a Trump guy than he is a. Uh, Apparently, uh, he had like climate activists. Uh, he he's wearing like Habitat for like Humanity gloves or something, like Humane Society gloves and something like that. I don't know, dude. All I know is that he's I've arrested. seen other. <laughs> he's been arrested. That's he's been arrested, but I, I've seen other interviews with this guy. Oh, you have? Yeah, I, I I scoured the freaking internet looking for shit on this guy because he, he was just you couldn't miss him. He was a fucking fruit. Yeah, but the interviews—that's a kind way of putting it. Yeah, I mean, he was carrying a Trump flag that day, but I'm telling you, dude, I I've seen him. He's he's always kind of like wrapped in an American flag, and he's always kind of got that fucking weird headdress thing on, which means, and he just know. talks about utter nonsense. Yeah, he's a Q guy. He is a lunatic. Yeah, he's a he, lunatic. Yeah, you know, he's not. Absolutely. Uh, Black Lives Matter or Antifa, because I know a lot of people are saying he's Antifa. He's not. He's probably got like a blog that's just nonstop. I don't think he has a blog. I don't know. I think he might be homeless. I mean, he's like always on the street from what I've what I've read and what I've seen. Wearing the bearskin because he wants to keep himself warm. And like he is what they call a um, a that his job his job is basically. Uh, uh, not looting. Um, not rioting. Protesting. Uh, protesting. He's, he's a, a professional. He's a professional thank you. I was. Tr- Jesus Christ, man. My brain doesn't work all the time. He's a professional protester. He's yeah. been at all the rallies, mm-hmm. and that's why he shows up at the Antifa rally. He shows up at the Black Lives right. Matter. He and he showed up at this. He's a fucking loon. But he seems to be one of the spearheads of this entire thing. Another one, of course, being the the self proclaimed. Uh, 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 white supremacist that uh, that broke into. <laughs> I laugh yeah. because this is so goddamn ridiculous. He broke into um, it's so the canker sores office, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she who will not be named. Okay, Voldemort can be said on this program, <laughs> but she can't be named. She cannot be named on this program. Uh, you know, she had a. We we were also discussing having the document. You know, putting together the documentary for this a- event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like a, you know, you know, it's gonna be like a ten part miniseries on on, on Netflix. Netflix or yeah, something. It's, yeah, gonna be, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a little bit dramatized. Where like Pelosi is uh, she, she who will. I'm not mean, be sorry. Named. So she who. 
Crypt Keeper is like actually kidnapped. You know, they had to take creative licenses with what happened. She's actually yeah, it's kid- inspired. It's a documentary that's inspired <laughs> yeah, on true offense. You know, you know they, they zip tie her, throw her in a closet, and it's like the one fucking of these- Blair Witch Project's more realistic. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And like they had those scenes where she's there struggling, you know, and it's like she's in this closet. So there's that one slip that's broken, so the light's coming in and shining right across her eyes. Yeah. So you can see the fear in her eyes. I swear. I mean, I watched the 2020 interview. You watched the 2020. <laughs> she is. <laughs> just appalled by the fact that somebody broke into her office and broke her mirror. Farted on her freaking chair. Like, there's nothing else destroyed in her office. There's nothing else wrong with the whole fucking... But somebody broke her mirror. Well, and you it's know, like, the, what the, the fuck, dude? When she escapes in the miniseries, the last thing, the, the last scene of the miniseries, the movie, yeah. is going to be her taking a, pe- a shard of that mirror and, like, placing it up there like, you know, she's the one. <laughs> this is the... This, <laughs> She's construct reconstructing everything. She's trying to put the mirror back together. Yeah, yeah. Just like she's the one that will put America back together. Exactly. Yeah. Meanwhile, for like, us, Trump's hanging from a freaking noose outside or something oh, like that. Jesus Christ! That's dude. what it, you know. I mean, now by now you can listen to us and you can think, hey, you know, we're being a little brash. But to, to be, be perfectly honest with you, I don't. I didn't give a fuck. Like I, I didn't support the violence. Nobody I don't think violence. anybody really yeah, supports who would violence. Support violence like that. Come on. Um, we, I think that it shouldn't have been that big of a fucking surprise, and I don't think it was. No, I'll put it to you that way. Yeah. Like there was a lot. The the day of, there was a lot of news well, that was saying they weren't prepared for this. Yeah. They knew like two months in advance that this, or it was almost yeah. a month and a half before. That this shit was going down. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, they're coming out today. They're saying that uh, it wasn't really MAGA people. That it's a different group or something. Well, CNN's reporting. I don't know. I don't get CNN too much. CNN saying some, it's not yeah, MAGA. Yeah, man. Some like you know, it's actually it wasn't the pro. It wasn't the people at the Trump speech that called. But because it couldn't have been. Yeah, because they're already there. They were already at this the. This is fu- something. The, it was already happening before the speech and they ended. Just, and they just arrested today. Um, a guy named Sullivan, who's a Black Lives, a prominent Black Lives Matter who was involved with all of this. When Cruz came out and said, "You know, we're against the violence," you know, and everyone who broke in should be arrested. Mm-hmm. I think he was being very specific. Everyone that's on film should be arrested because he knew at the time that there was going to be a mix of Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and some Trump people. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to sit there and say that Trump people weren't involved oh, in they, this. They, they were. were. You saw them. They were taking pictures. They were walking within the velvet ropes. I see. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to break too many laws that day, you know? That's the, that's the craziest fucking part of this whole thing. Like, you have, I'm sure everybody's seen, like, they have the Great Hall. It's yeah. like this big, huge hall. The rotunda. And, got, and they have these velvet ropes. Yeah. And... And for some reason, the people that were breaking in, instead of just like, you know, just gangbusters running in, they're staying within <laughs> the fucking ropes and walking across the hall. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, looking at the scenes, and I, again, I know this, this whole insurrection nonsense. I mean, you saw more damage at uh, the Bowel Movements Matter protest over the summer. Um, you, you think there'd be like paper scattered all over the place. Like a lot more destruction than really was. There was some destruction, but minor. It was. I think it was I mean, a couple. I mean, there was a couple windows, mm-hmm. um, and it, it it was almost like the whole thing was just one big photo op for yeah. people. Yeah. Um, they now, showed the same photo of the guy dangling off like the the uh, cheering section. Yeah. You know the same picture over and over again. 
because there wasn't really that many fantastic pictures no, of the and, event. But I don't know how you can sit here and say Molotov cocktail, this happened, and yet, what, just two, three years ago, we had a similar incident when Kavanaugh was being uh, yeah. put up for yeah. Supreme Court. We did. Where they broke into, you know, they were in the Capitol building. They were banging on the Supreme Court door. Yeah. They were all over the fucking Capitol that day. And yet, we're talking about it like it hasn't happened since 1846, yeah. which is nonsense. It'd be nice if there was just some honesty reporting. There's just no the sen- honesty. Sensationalization and all that. Now, some people, if you want to read about it over the duckpin.com, Brian Griffin has a different take on it. I'm sure he does. He is, dude, he is I full have, of rage. I have had to... He wants, them all, he wants everybody who was in the capital shot. What? Yeah, he said that they should all be shot or hung or something like that. I think, yeah. Well, th- yeah. then who's going to vote in his Republicans? Because uh, most of the uh, the majority of the people in the Capitol were Republicans. Yes. Uh, the majority of people that broke into the Capitol building, I don't know who the fuck they were. Well, the I'm not. They they may have been Trumpers. They may have been other people. Who the fuck a mix knows? a mix of people? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But let's let's get back on topic. Yeah, I think we had to discuss. We had to mention it. it. We've we gotten m- it out of the way. Yeah. Now we can get to the heart of the matter. <laughs> the glory of love. The glory of love. And that uh, anything, so going back to last episode, we had <laughs> taken. <coughs> Tooken. Tooken. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Um, that was our first actual truncated episode. Again, apologize that we didn't have an episode last week um, due to uh, scheduling the fact that Normally, you know, the way that we schedule. Well, things. we were just in shock over the insurrection in D.C. That's right. So we couldn't <laughs> couldn't bring ourselves to put together a podcast. <laughs> you know, people were just glued to their TV sets. <laughs> Remember, like when when we invaded Iraq and people were just watching the war nonstop on yeah. TV. Yeah. Like, nonstop. I remember Lots that. of uh, stand-up comedians talked about how they just spent all day <laughs> watching the fucking war. Yeah. And then, you know, all night they're up doing comedy. Yeah, it's it's... It was that that was an interesting time. Literally, you're the embedded reporters. You're watching us kick their ass live on TV, and it was just like, oh, what are we doing to them now? Yeah, I remember there's this one um, one evening I was watching this reporter, and they had like a like a, I guess a, a small garrison of Iraqis cornered. Okay, and they were just kept on lobbing like shots over to them. The reporters there nonchalant, and it's like. Yeah, and you see, like, the, the guy with the artillery is, like, moving back and forth, trying to get the right shot. It's like, yeah, we got them pinned over there. We're trying to get them out. <laughs> and, like, all the like all the people, like, in the Army were just kind of nonchalant about it, too. Like, they just walked like over game. to the other side and <laughs> asked questions of the Iraqis. <laughs> I mean, they didn't give a shit. They, they, they just walked around like, nobody would shoot us. <laughs> we're the fucking media. <laughs> Fuck you, idiots. They what a bunch idiots. of dumbasses. Well, they are. And they're... every time somebody from the media ends up dying, they act like it oh, was it's the, the worst thing. It's the worst thing that's ever happened. Right. You know. Right, 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 right. Had an entire government spying on one of the people of the media, but, you know, he wasn't with the right TV channel. So. TV channel. So, anyway, give the plug to Brian. So, let's let's get into, take care of Taken. Let's get into the heart of the matter. That would be Karate Kid Part 2. Now, We've already covered Karate Kid Part 1 about a year and a half ago. Yeah. And I thought it would be a good idea to cover Karate Kid Part 2 and Karate Kid Part 3 because of the release of Season 3 of Cobra Kai on right. Netflix. Which, of course, I think we're both, you know, we both love the Cobra Kai, yes. I believe. Yes. I know I do. My oh, it's, kids it's love freaking it. great. I, I think it's 
one of the best, you know, rehashes or re, you know, reboots, whatever reboot, the whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's one of the best that I've seen. You know what I heard they're rebooting? I don't know if you're watching that. True Blood. Yeah, I oh, heard that. It, oh, dude, it just went off. It's just, what the hell's going on here? It's like, are we following the Spider-Man model of doing things now? I mean, when did it fucking go off? Like 2007 or something? I think later than that. I think was it was more it? like 2010. Actually, no, it was around 2010, 2011. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't have any idea why they're doing that. I don't know. I thought Anna Pack would help make that show. She um. Yeah, it was, she woman. was weirdly like attractive. Oh my though. god, she's hot. Like that, she had that big gap in her. Oh teeth yeah, you could park a truck before. Yeah, between yeah. Absolutely. But there was always something weirdly attractive about her. Her, she had a freaking body. Well, on she her. had a nice body, <sighs> and she showed it off plenty in that she, show. She did. Suki, Suki, Suki. Um. Okay. So anyway, yeah, yeah. I, I, and it's it's funny. It's called Karate Kid Part Two. Yes. Karate Kid was obviously a, a huge hit. It's an iconic movie from the eighties. Yes. And that's what we do here in JB's Driving Podcast. We do movies from the seventies, eighties, nineties, and aughts. Um, and Black Panther. And Black Panther. <laughs> and Black Panther. <laughs> um. So I guess you know, like any movie that is a commercial success, you're going to make a sequel out of it, especially one as iconic as Karate Kid. Yeah, they didn't wait very long no, to start filming this fucker. No, they didn't. No, uh, they didn't. Let's see. I have uh, 10 days. 10 days. <laughs> ten day. Literally, they, 10 they days. They literally waited 10 days after the release of the first movie uh, well, to they, start filming Karate Kid. Well, Park they Park. couldn't wait for Ralph Macchio because dude was almost 30. Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was 28 when he filmed the last one, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 27 when he filmed the last one. Oh, really? So, 27. So he was probably about 25, 24, 25 when he filmed this one. Yeah. You know, and he's pl- supposed to be playing a 17-year-old, which obviously because he's so short and he's, you know, got very young features, he mm-hmm. can pass for younger than he is. Yeah. Um, Ten days after the yes. original film was released on June 22nd, 1984. So uh, this movie released uh, June 20th, 1986. Mm-hmm. It opened to $12.6 million. That's uh, a lot of money it, back then. Yep. And it made $115 million, which was the third highest grossing movie in 1986. What were the, do you know what the first two were? Top Gun and... Jeez, there's a, there's a sequel coming out this year. Shit, I forgot the other one. He's coming out this year. Top Gun, the sequel to Top Gun? Yeah, Maverick. We were supposed to be out last summer. But, but they it pushed everything back. Pushed it year. back. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the other one. It was another big name. Another but big name. You know, it, it, this movie, uh, it was filmed in Ohu. I don't uh, know. Ohu, Hawaii. Hawaii. Oh, 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 I cannot say Hawaiian names. Oahu, Hawaii. There you go. Why Oahu. Why is that? Uh, well, it was cheaper. It was cheaper? It was cheaper to film in the United States than it would have been to film in Okinawa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the population of that portion of Hawaii, which I'm not going to try to say again, mm-hmm. uh, lots of um, Okinawans live yeah. there. Yes. So, you know, they already had like a, a tremendous amount of Okinawans living in that area. And the island itself looked somewhat like Okinawa. So that's why they chose yeah. to film there. Yeah. And it's cheap. And it's cheap. Yeah, it's cheaper. Always cheaper. Always cheaper there. And, uh. Yeah, and then you had uh, my wife's also Okinawa as well. And Cobra Kai Season 3, some of it takes place in Okinawa. 
Yes. Yes, like, I'm not sure where they filmed that though. I didn't. I don't, I don't know if they filmed it over there. Or do not. any research no, in Cobra Kai? Yeah, sorry, we're, we're we're derelicts when it comes to that. Yeah, but yeah, so season three, some of it when um when uh, Daniel goes over to Okinawa, we'll go to Japan. Well, first I mean, we might as well at least somewhat discuss the Cobra Kai season. The Cobra three. Kai season three. Um, now, I have only watched. S- s- I've watched up to the episode where. The girl he rescues from this movie yes. in the rain rescues um, him. Rescues him. That's yeah, and that's kind of the end of the Okinawa, Okinawa yeah. portion because yeah. after that he heads back and then they have a little to do. <laughs> little to do. So I have not watched that yet. So no, but it's it's kind of uh, it. En- season three kind of ends with a call back to the original karate kid where it's like, you know, don't touch my kids, we'll resolve all this at the the all state. Oh gotcha. I gotcha. So that's kinda how season three ends. Um I don't want to give away anything to anybody. Right. I don't think I'm really giving anything away there. The fact that they're going to go to the karate uh competition is not that big of a surprise. Like, you know, it's been out since January first. We're in the the second week of January at this point. Yeah, I think that they also, the cool part, and you can tell that they're moving in this direction, mm-hmm. is that they are definitely setting up uh, some of the p- people from season three. Okay. You know, Terry Silver is a character who is not named, but in season three of Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. So he's in, of course, Karate Kid Part 3, which we'll be discussing next, next week. Next week, yes. So I'll get more into that then. Okay. Okay. Very good. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's it's they go back and they're, you know, um, yeah, I guess we have to kind of discuss Karate Kid yeah, before we can really Kid. discuss the Cobra Kai tie-in because it directly relates. I no, I I agree. I agree. So so, um, any, any other like like facts about um. Karate Kid stuff, like what, what it was rated. So, so what here? Alex Stewart said uh, Karate Kid Part 2 was highly enjoyable, positive, yeah. and upbeat. Without descending to mawkishness, this too is one to catch. Now, on Rotten Tomatoes, I don't know if I agree with Alex Stewart there, but um, Rotten Tomatoes, the film has approval rating of 45%. Is that the critic or the? Of 31 reviews. That's the that's the critic critic yeah critic. oh okay yeah what w- I'm more interested in what the audience score is though I don't go to t- I know that tomato is your deal yeah. so I haven't been going uh, there uh, uh, audience uh, and cinema score gave the film an average score of a minus one a plus two F right film. okay so, so um, now I do know per chance that the uh, they what was it the fat guy and the skinny guy. Um, Siskel and Ebert. Siskel and Ebert. I know that Ebert liked it. Siskel didn't. Okay. I know that I've read that somewhere. Um, but anyway, moving on. Um, the be- the movie basically begins with like almost a ten minute flashback. It's 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 a bunch of scenes from the first movie, mm-hmm. and then they end with this scene, which is kind of out of place, even though it's it's a great scene. It's mm-hmm. probably one of the best. It's definitely the best scene in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I have to say that. Um, it involved conflict. Well, you know, so you have Martin my, Cove, my, my, my who 
is John Kreese. Right. And this is right after the tournament happens. So he goes outside and he confronts Johnny and basically says Johnny's a loser. Because, and Johnny's like, I got second place. What do you want from me? I did my best, blah, blah, blah. And he's just, you know, you're a loser. You're out. You're, you're not, you know. He's basically just shitting all over Johnny. And, you know, he's got him in a chokehold. Right. Well, of course, Miyagi can't have none of that. So he goes over to break it up. And you have basically one of the most iconic scenes in all three movies which is him just kind of standing there while Martin Cove goes to punch him and punches the windows instead of him. Yes. So now the one thing I will say about that is Martin Cove uh, had came out after the fact. He said that the blood on the hands went from the window was real. It was real. Because there was an accident on the set, so they just left the footage in of his bloody knuckles. Yeah. So I thought that was even fucking cooler. Like, yeah, just Martin like Cove was a badass in these movies. Yes, he was. Um, he's still kind of a badass and, and, and in Cobra Kai. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's it's fun. <clears throat> so when they were making this movie, Martin Cove was a, was potentially the focus because there was a conflict between okay, what are we going to do with this with this concept? Are we going back to Miyagi's homeland of Okinawa? Or are we going to focus on John Kreese's revenge. Co's revenge, which right. ends up being the premise for the third movie? Yes, because that wasn't even supposed to be the premise. See, this is where it gets very confusing. I mean, it's kind of hard to discuss these movies without discussing them together because you're absolutely right. When it came down to it, they had two ideas going into this movie, either John Kreese's revenge or Miyagi's home. Mm-hmm. So they decided to go with Miyagi's homeland and kick John Kreese's revenge down the road. Mm-hmm. Well, once you get to the third movie, there was a concept of doing a prequel. That's right. I think I read that. I and read that. they weren't even, like, going to go down the path of doing John Kreese's revenge, mm-hmm. which really would have just fucking made no sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it is interesting that, that, that they did finally go b- get back to the John Kreese revenge, which I think was probably the better idea. I, I think it would have been better in the second movie, and then this movie be a third movie. Possibly. Because um, this would have been like the ultimate, you know, going back to Okinawa. And, they and if they would have left him with her, it might have been a little better. Yeah. Um, because the... Because she doesn't make it from the second to the third you movie, mean, you get a lot of disjointness. You, I mean, you have oh, yeah. Allie in the first movie. Who leaves him for a football player. <laughs> which is supposedly not even the ending that they were going to use. The yeah. reason that, that Elizabeth Shue wasn't in the second movie, was which she, she went back to uh, college. She still looks great. Oh, of course she does. She, she looks still fantastic. looks great, great now. dude. Fantastic. Like She was in The Boys before she did her cameo in season three. She's and she was freaking hot as shit in that she was in um what's a csi for a couple years too mm, i didn't watch she CSI. looked a little old in csi it was kind of weird she looked a little old there but then like as the seasons went on it seemed like she got better looking as it went along mm-hmm. um well, some women some women do age like fine wine yeah she's she's a beautiful woman yeah um and going along that i mean i believe in my opinion that uh that uh, Tamlin Tamita, who plays Kamuku, Kumu, Kumu, Kumi, say it, Kumiko, Kumi, Kumiko, thank Kumiko. you, 
Kamiko, I think she's attractive too. Very attractive. Um, but again, I have a different, you know, my taste or obviously. Well, she way. fits very much in my window as well. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I have some issues with her, but we'll get to that in a minute. But um, you know, I think that opening scene you, it sets you up for what could have been yeah. the third movie. Yes, and it makes no sense in being there. It's almost kind of like they should have did that as a flashback at the beginning of the third movie, which they do flash back to it, which is just another, it's another five minutes of lost time in the beginning of the fucking movie. They did this, you know, they do the same thing in the second and the third right. movies. Anyway, so anyway, getting back to this, he gets a letter from his dad. So that's why he's going to Okinawa. Yeah. Cause his dad's dying. Um, you know, you, you find out that he's got this, this uh, blood pack, you know, <laughs> fight to the death fucking now, thing. Now, yeah, this with this guy this, Sato. This movie, so we're so this movie, Karate Kid two, part two. Okay, I had a very difficult time watching this. Oh yeah, dude, it was it was I, boring as fuck. I I was watching this last night, and with with Mika. And I fell asleep a couple times. Like, you know, you pass out for a couple minutes. Yeah. Because it was just so dull, so metaphysical. You know, all these symbolics and all this. They go back to their... Uh, And and of course, like every five minutes, Soto and Chosen show up and swing their dicks around. Soto is the the guy that Miyagi has the the blood pack with. Soto's Ray-Bans. And... uh, (laughs) Chosen is his nephew. His nephew, yeah. We think. <laughs> because the problem is is it, for some weird reason Japanese in Japanese movies they all call like anybody older uncle. Yes. I don't get that. I, I never I, did. I have to ask Mika that. It's I, it doesn't bother me in the least, but it's just a weird thing and it and it's very confusing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Cuz like uh if you ever watch Police Story and now granted he's Chinese. But uh, if you ever watch, like, Police Story with Jackie Chan, like, he always called the chief of police, he called him uncle. Oh, yeah. He called, you know, it it was like all the time he was calling people uncle. So he was like, are they related or is that, you know, some kind of a greeting? I don't understand. Mm -hmm. So not my culture, unfortunately, even though I love that shit. Love that shit, yeah. Yeah. So, so, but no, just just looking at the movie, it just, it was. Sexy muscle friends. (laughs) Did you see the sexy muscle friends? No. Oh, motherfucker, that's the funniest goddamn thing ever. I like most extreme elimination. No, that's dude. All it was WWE. It was Raw. And you had um Extreme Muscle Friends. You had What was this? This was like 2 or 3 weeks ago. Oscar so they won. they had just won Oscar and Charlotte Flair had just won the belts. Uh-huh. So they're doing I did, I did see that. I did they're doing that. commentary. The Monday night after they won the belt, Alaska and Charlotte. Yeah, and it's uh, it's the uh, the one that does the um the flip when she walks in. She used to be a uh, bodybuilder. She's a blonde. Dana. Dana, yeah, yeah, Dana, and the other one is um, uh, the Golden Goddess or whatever the Mandy hell. Love. Mandy Love. Mandy Lo- Gold. Whatever. Mandy. Mandy whatever. Mandy, so Mandy, Mandy and Dana. Okay, so they're in there, and they're a tag team, and they're fighting against the old champions. So, <laughs> Mika, uh, Mika, Jesus Christ, <laughs> thinking about uh, 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 Asuka is like kept calling them 
sexy muscle <laughs> friends the entire time. She didn't. She couldn't. She knew that they were good guys, and she's a good guy. <laughs> but she couldn't remember their names, <laughs> and they don't have like a tag team name. So she just kept calling them sexy muscle friends, and it's the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. I loved it. Oscar's I absolutely love Oscar's gold. Oscar. Let her be. Yeah, Oscar is the is the best thing that's happened to WWE in a long time. Yes, she's. I mean, they phenomenal. have other shit that I love a lot, but Oscar just every time she's on screen, I smile. Oh, it's that it's it's that good. I'll be. I'll start watching a hardcore after Royal Rumble. I'll watch Royal Rumble and count down the WrestleMania. It's yeah. hard to get into, man. It, it really it, it's, is. It is. It is. It is very difficult to get into. I try. I just. I mean, I've cut out SmackDown already. Mm-hmm. I've cut it. You know, Raw. I watch because I watch it with my daughter. Yeah. And then like uh, the Wednesday stuff. Like I, I told you the other night, I'll watch one of the two, depending on which. Which you know, I w- watch a podcast. And whichever one the guy says is better for the week, to watch that. that's the one I watch. It's a good idea. Because I just can't do yeah, four hours of can't. fucking... You can't. Every once in a while, I'll watch them both because it's like a special. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll have, a, a, you know, something special on NXT to go against something special on AEW. Yeah. But it's rare. Shit. And it's a lot of fast-forwarding through a lot of shit. You know, you know what I'm watching now? I'm watching 86, um, 86 World Class... I'm watching championship wrestling right now because that's that's what um, Shivani's podcast is doing it. So each week he's yeah. doing that that episode from '86. Wow. Yeah, but it is awesome. I can't it listen. I've given up on all the wrestling podcasts. Um, like I really like um, the whiny guy, uh, Jim Cornette. Cornette. I really like Cornette. But I can't stand his politics, yeah, so and it's like forward. that. It, it's like seventy-five percent of his podcast is politics. Yeah, you have to turn it off, and it's like I can't do it, dude. Can't do I it. Can't yeah, do it. Just, it's a pain I, I want to hear your stories now. On top of that, there's nothing good. According to Cornette, nothing good has happened yeah, since he's been out of the fucking business. Right. The only thing that was even somewhat decent was, was NWA. NWA, and then they kicked him out, and then it sucks now. So it's like that. It's it gets a little difficult, and then he's like shitting on stuff, and he didn't even watch it. So that that even makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest of it, I, I mean, I was listening to uh, what's his name every fucking week. Uh, the heavy set guy, um, Bruce Pritchard. Pritchard. Yeah. I was listening to him because yeah. you introduced me to him yes. all the way back at the No Holds Bar. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, podcast, which is which is two years ago. Yeah. So I wa- I list I went back in his archive and listened to every single one. Wow. And I made it all the way up to like 300 and some. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I just, you know, when he got the job back with uh, WWE, WWE it's, it's the quality. The, the quality went down real fast and I just kind of started losing interest yeah. Yeah. like really fast. And then I, I noticed like two, two weeks in, I was like turning it off. And then a week or two later, I was just, I stopped listening yeah, to it, it happens. altogether. It, it happens. It goes in spurts. Now, granted, you know, it's kind of difficult with the schedule that they have to keep at WWE. Yeah. Um, but no, still, man, you know, you, you, you know, if you can't do something quality, then why fucking do it? Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. Uh, so anyway, anyway, back to <laughs> speaking of not being able to do something quality. Why the fuck did you do it? Yeah, why are you listening to us? Karate Kid Part Two. <laughs> Let's go back to Karate Kid Part Two. So, so, so big things that I, I that stick out with this movie. Yeah, the 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 scenes are great, but they're not Okinawa. 
um, what's her name is extremely attractive. Not just um, what's her name. It, it her real name. Yeah, is Tamlin Tamita. Tamlin Tamika is very attractive. She's very easy on the eyes. Yes. Um, but let, you know what? Since we're talking about her, let's get into that. Okay. Um, she is the love interest for Daniel in this movie. For this movie. Uh, which is important because once again, like this guy goes through women like fucking Kleenex. It's ridiculous. Yeah, well, you know, he probably his his real life probably mirrors what he's in the movies. No, <laughs> no, his real life. He's been with the same woman for like thirty plus years. Wow, good for Ralph Macchio. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, you know, matter of fact, it came up in part three. I'll discuss it a little bit. Okay, his, cool. Uh, marriage. I have a lot more to say about part three. Yeah, than yeah, I do yeah, about yeah. this movie. And I and that's fine. So I think I think we're probably heading close to an hour already. Mm-hmm. So. Um, anyway, the, uh, we're trying, by the way, we're trying to keep it to an hour. I mean, if, we're going to come up a little short sometimes. Yeah. We'll come over a little time, yeah. a couple times. Just give us time with this new concept. We're really trying to get this new yeah. and, format in, and, and the, the cuts from the movies are coming. We yeah. haven't gotten the technology down yet on how we're going to do that. I wanted to do a couple of these recordings first. Yeah. Make sure yeah. that it works. Because then... uh, there really wasn't much to cut from these movies. If I were going to cut anything, it would be from Karate Kid Part 3, and it would have been Daniel being annoying, <laughs> which we'll get into in Karate Kid Part 3. <laughs> I will say that Daniel is a lot less annoying in Karate Kid Part 2. Yes. Well, he's kind of, to me, he's kind of like a, Aside, you know, he, he's not the main character. No, it's it's he's Miyagi. not. I mean, I know that he's supposed to be, but he's definitely not the main character. Yeah. He does have the big battle at the end, but it's so disjointed from the rest of the movie that it it's almost n- non consequential. And our our favorite uh, terrorist is in this movie too. Before I forget, favorite terrorist, yeah. Uh, Clarence Gilliard Jr. Really? Yeah. He's he's the first GI that tries to break the ice in the bar. Oh. So he, he goes in and he tries to break the ice and he fails. And then Daniel gets up there and they're like, no, six ices. <laughs> and he breaks it. Breaks it, yeah. Um. So, so this, this movie just stinks. I'm sorry. I just yeah, I, but it did have Clarence Gilliard. It had Clarence Gilliard. It had Tomita, whatever, <laughs> and it had Soto and Chosen just showing up at random times. And those fuckers. They they didn't have much of a career at all. Committing crimes left and right. You know? Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> it's like they're definitely it? criminals. <laughs> it's like does anybody like they're? It's like, I'm gonna kill you. It's like he's that's mur- it's gonna be murder. You know they're trying to kill these people. Is anybody calling the cops? Oh no. <laughs> Because th- I'm guessing he owns the cops too, this because like he owns fucking everything else. This is the emperor days, you know. This is like they, there's cops here. <laughs> it w- it was really weird. Have him arrested. But uh, getting back to uh, Kamiko. Kamiko. Kamiko wears her hair up mm-hmm. the entire movie mm-hmm. until the one scene where she does the tea the ceremony. Tea, yeah. Okay, there's two. There's a tea ceremony <laughs> with Mr. Miyagi and what's her name? Uh, Yoko. Yoko? Is that I it? Don't, I Yoki? Don't know. Yoki? Yuki? I want to make sure I get it right so it doesn't sound extremely fucking racist. I don't want Yuki. <laughs> Yuki. Yuki. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's the scene between Mr. Miyagi, who the reason he left, just so everybody knows, is because he well, we're, we're professed assuming. love to Yuki before yes. he left, and his best friend was supposed to get married. You know, it was a family uh, 
you know, the family arranged marriage mm-hmm. to Sato. So when, you know, Sato challenged him to a fight to the death and he didn't want to fight Sato, so he left. Mm-hmm. That was the whole reason that, you know, there's a problem between him and Sato. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, you know, he was in love with her, with Yuki. They end up having this tea ceremony to show that they're in love with each other. Yeah. So later in the movie... You know, of course, you know, these people have known each other for all of three days, four days at the most. I mean, that's how it is, isn't it? You show up, you fall in love. So, you know, you're back in high school. Kamiko, of course, does the ceremony with Daniel, which immediately he ruins it. Yeah, he because like, is this seat taken? He, it's like he twists her nipple uh, instead of the uh, the teacup. She didn't like that. Well, dude, she. She's taking it all serious because it's like a big deal to her, and yeah, he's he, just shits on it as soon as he yeah, gets in there. Yeah. Um. But so he's not getting any. My problem with her, she, that's the only time in the movie she lets her hair down. Okay. So the rest of the time she has her hair up. Yes. And the reason that it bothered me was because it looked like the whole thing. She, you know, you could see like the ring of hair around her head. Right. And then just above that was all the hair that was pulled up into some kind of a bun or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it looked like they used so much fucking hair gel or hair <laughs> spray that it was just like one big solid hat of <laughs> hair on her head. It's too much Aquanet. And she, whenever she moved, her whole, you know, her head would move and then the hair would move afterwards. And I'm watching this <laughs> the whole fucking movie. It's like, Jesus Christ, lady. It it was so disturbing. It was hard to pay attention. Once you see it, you can't unsee it, and it's just constantly there. I didn't see. I didn't pay attention. I was looking at. Oh my god! It drove her. me fucking she's nuts. A beautiful woman. She is. She is beautiful. But now. then her fucking head was like a hair hat. Because she's in um she's in Cobra Kai. And she's still beautiful. She is. Um, I just love. Also, the day after tomorrow, she was a NASA. Uh, she was one of the NASA people at the I had beginning. no idea. She I didn't had, have much of a career. Yeah, none of these people did. None of them really did. I mean, even LaRusso. I mean, he, y- you yeah. know, Machio he was really fell off, and he, was, he couldn't get any kind of adult role. Because he was typecast, unfortunately. Yeah. That's what I happens. Mean, when they put him in a adult Mar- role, he Hamill. was the, co- he was the uh, comic relief. You know, like they would have, they, he did a um, mafia movie, but it was some kind of goofy mafia movie. Well, he was in My C- Cousin Vinny. So well, that's that's it, yeah. But that's not the mafia movie I'm no, talking about. No, but he was in, he but was My in Cousin it. Vinny was a great fucking it's movie. A great movie. We'll have to do that this year. Um, we should. You know, I. I this new one format of my allows us to do, You know what this new format allows us to do is more comedies and more horrors. Yeah, I mean, we could have done. Ace Ventura and and spent a half an hour on it and shit on it and be yeah. done with it. Yeah. But we had to span that over fucking two episodes it and it's horrible. like, oh my god, it's terrible. We have nothing to I talk hate Jim about. Jim Carrey. Uh, yeah, I'm. I used to like him a lot, and I. It's weird because I, he does animal. not hold up. No, he does not hold up. Uh, neither did this movie. Um, no, it, so anyway, they, we get back to this. Uh, the hair thing drove me nuts. It fucking drove me nuts. Uh, the, the abuse of women. Huh? <laughs> the abuse of women. <laughs> when he beats her in the fight. That's There's a lot of a that in of these movies. Yes. There is almost always a scene where the bad guys just smack <laughs> the shit out of Daniel's girlfriend yes. at the time. Yes. Um, and I, it's, 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 
weird. And the the other weird thing is, is I don't remember a whole bunch of racism in the first one, and it's and there's very little to none in the second one. The third one, holy shit, dude! Yeah. Wow. So anyway, um, <laughs> the third one that scene. Whoa. <laughs> 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 That's great. That's, a, that's, a gr- that's the best scene of that fucking movie. <laughs> by far. <laughs> uh, anyway, so. Um, <laughs> I found it interesting that they brought back. I, I know we. I kind of missed this earlier, but I, I, it's lower on my list. Um, they brought back all of those characters. Like I was saying at the beginning of the movie, it would have made more sense if they did the Crease Revenge movie. Yes. They brought back everybody. They Martin Coe, William Zapka, Chad everybody. McQueen, Tony O'Dell, Ron Red Thomas, scene. Rob Garrison. All the, the all the Cobra Kai's were brought back, brought back yeah. just to do that one scene. Yes. And there's there's a rumor on there's like what do they call it? Uh, uh, it's not they call it a rumor, but it's not a rumor. They call it a legend, an urban legend that this was a cut scene from the original movie, and they just. Put it but on here for the. It's not. It's this not. was actually filmed separately from the other movie, so oh. it was kind of like, what the hell? Why would you do this? Right. Especially since none of those guys were in the third one, except for Crease. Mm-hmm. Crease is the only one that comes back in the third one. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, oh wait, Gloria Gloria Love was supposed to be in Rocky Four. Yes, but instead Sylvester Stallone rejected it, and they went with Hearts on Fire. Instead, huh? Um, which makes it it probably works better, even though "Glory of Love" was a better song. Hearts of Hearts of Fire probably worked better in yeah. Rocky Four. I don't see how you could have done this. And honestly, as much as there was a build between the song and this movie, because they cross promoted the fuck out of each other. Yeah, they did. It's not. It's in the movie for less than like. Less than thirty seconds. The glory of love is like um, it's a back. It's a background. When they're running song on the beach when they're ru- yeah. They're that's falling it. in love, and it, it's only there for like two seconds. Yeah, that's it. And then of course during the credits at the end they play it. Yeah, but it's it's basically not there. Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like uh with the crow. Remember, you did know, the the crow soundtrack, and there are certain songs that count the soundtrack where they were driving. Yeah, and you heard it on the radio for a second. That was it. <laughs> The Stone Temple Pilot song. The Stone song. Temple Pilot song. That made no fucking sense. <laughs> Christ. You got to bring that shit up. I do. You? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did have to bring that. that. By the way, The Crow is in our archives. Yeah, it's out, It's in there. Uh, and it's one of the better ones. We have done. We have done like something like 60-some movies or something like that. I don't know, Good dude. God. But it, it, you know. We got a bunch of movies to go. Bunch of movies to go. Y- you think? Yeah. So, overall, I mean, I... I I didn't really care. I feel like this the, the the pacing sucked. The the it just you know it was too slow. It was slow. They're they, doing some interesting. They had this stuff. awesome beginning. Yeah, like this awesome scene with with uh, you know Johnny and and yeah, no, and Crease and shit. Still, uh, yes, I know, dude. But it was the best fucking part of the it movie. Was, it was so, and then but then they had to go to Okinawa. There's some introspective stuff. Chosen shows up. Destroy some weeds. Tell me what's good about any of that. Nothing. Nothing. Then they go to more introspective stuff. Um, you know, uh, it's almost Miyagi, like they're half Miyagi, the time they're talking history yeah, of Okinawa. Yeah, I mean, what the take, fuck is going Miyagi on? Miyagi just takes it in the chin all the time. 
It looks like a drunken sailor until he, fights. Dies and until he fights. Which, by the way, in this movie, he is the only time in any of the Karate Kid movies he actually gets hit. Oh, no idea. That's, that's good. That's good. So because in uh, all the other Karate Kid movies, there's always a scene where he ends up fighting against Johnny uh, against Daniel's rival. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he never gets hit except for in this one, and Chosen hits him in the back with the spear. That's right, yeah. During that little fight scene. That's right. It's the only time he ever gets hit. But, you know, it has a predictable thing where, you know, somewhere in the middle of the movie, Daniel learns some technique, and he uses that technique. But that fucking technique made no sense. It sucks. It sucks. The blocks, like, shiver. This was the drum one. The drum one, and yeah. And it's just like, <sighs> come on, man. I d- <laughs> it was a stretch. I mean, the the only thing that would have been worse is if they had like the cup and ball. Mm-hmm. You remember the old when, when you know when you were a young young kid, they used to have the cup and ball. Like it was on a stick, yes. had a little cup and they a ball, the, and you tried to fucking the get the cup that. into the, for the ball into the cup. Yes, we have for that's you, you know if that was the thing, that's the, technique. that's the technique. Learn the technique. Okay, he jumps up on the fucking uh, thing and and fires off the the the, the spear at his chest him, that could impale him. Okay. You know, you're, 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 you send your child over to Okinawa to Mr. Miyagi, and you almost kill him. And and what's the point of that, though? Like, it, it shows up for five seconds. It never really comes back I into the know. whole movie. I don't freaking know. I don't know. So what do you, overall, what do you, what would you give, what would you give this movie? Uh, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to go with a four. You're going to go with a four? Four out of ten. And the reason, I mean, I give it a little bit of nostalgia bump. Um, there, There is some weird kind of crossover shit that comes out uh, of this movie. Um, the woman, Naboo McCarthy, who mm-hmm. played Yuki, also played Pat Morita's fiance, Momo, in Happy Days. Mm-hmm. So I found that kind of interesting. Um, they also did Rock Around the Clock. Uh, in when they go back to the '50s dance yes. hall, yes. they one of the songs that are playing is "Rock Around the Clock," which is was the theme song for Happy Days the first two years. Huh? Which which um, Miyagi which was in? Which Pat Morita was, was in, in yeah. starting in season three yeah. because he took over Al's place. Right. Um. So anyway, I, I found that interesting that there was uh, two homages to Happy Days in the movie. Uh. Other than that, though, I think the only reason I give it any real points is because of that opening scene. Mm-hmm. I know I keep going on and on about it, but honestly, dude, the fight at the end mm-hmm. is so Just, uh, blah. Yeah. It's kind of like they it got too repetitive. Mm-hmm. He always has this big fight at the end, and he gets beat down and beat down and beat down, and then somehow in the end he, he managed it. It was kind of like out of nowhere – because they all start doing the stupid little hand drum, drum yeah, thing. Hand drum, yeah. Well, suddenly I'm going to be able to take you out. Yes. And 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 uh, chosen is so fucking fruit looped <laughs> by the whole situation. He doesn't know what's. He doesn't going know what's on. going on. That they're taking out the drums. They do the same fucking thing in thing in, three. in part three. Yeah. It's just so goddamn ridiculous. It is. It is. So I'm going to go ahead. I want to. I'm going to agree with you. Actually, I'm going to give this a three. Yeah. Just because I fell asleep a couple times. I I, I, I I wanted to go a little higher than Taken. Like I gave, I think I gave Taken a three last yeah. week, and if I, I maybe I'll go three and a half with this one, 
because it really is not good. No, I, I it s- does not hold up well. I it's it a, very fucking boring. I give it a firm three. A firm three. I think it was. I mean, the the scenery is nice, including um, all the nineteen fifties cars yeah, and shit. Yeah, that was cool. But other than that, I just it was boring, and the yeah, pacing sucked. So it's, boring. It, you know, it's like eh. I could have done without this movie. And then, you know, when you get past it and you know that he's just going to lose yet another girl for no good reason either. Because, like, I thought she went to school in New York for some reason because they kept talking about that. Mm -hmm. But instead, she gets a job in Hong Kong. So that's why she leaves. That's why she leaves. It's like, okay, what? You were so much in love. I yeah. mean, how does you this happen? You did a happen? tea ceremony. You did a tea ceremony. <sighs> Come on, that's love. Yeah. I guess it doesn't matter. It's so. not. I guess the power of love is not that strong. <laughs> and that's the theme of today's episode. <laughs> JB's Robin Pocket. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll be back next week with Karate Kid Part 3. Bye-bye. <laughs>